the Oracle of Egypt. This isn't any normal podcast. This is a channel where I, Jade Louise Tipples, will be sharing with you an incredible amount of wisdom which I have gained along my journey as a British woman living here in Egypt. In this podcast, I will dive deep into what it's like being stuck in a toxic marriage for eight years with an Egyptian man, converting to Islam, going through a challenging divorce process, healing my broken heart, my spiritual awakening, which led me to finding my purpose and becoming the incredible woman I am today. As a relationship mentor, I am devoted to supporting, guiding and empowering women who have lost themselves in marriages to Muslim men from the Middle East. I now use my own healing journey as a map to guide other heartbroken women back to the women they desire to be, breaking free from toxic relationships they are stuck in to guiding and empowering women to be the truest version of themselves. I know that there are many women out there that are suffering in silence and through this podcast I desire to be women's helping hand which I never had on my journey, providing the shortcuts to safely breaking free and being happy once again. So without further ado, it's time to begin this week's episode. Hello, you beautiful soul. And I've literally just had a really big realisation tonight after watching a documentary. And I thought, you know what? I'm bringing it to the podcast. Because this podcast, it's like me and you, like, busy conversations. This is, this is the whole vibe that I want this podcast to be. It's like, it's just me and you having a conversation and me giving you, it's kind of like you telling me what's gone on in your life and I'm giving you what I think you need to hear. Well, what I know you need to hear without you even realising it. So... I watched this documentary tonight and I was just thinking about what the meaning of this documentary was behind it. And I'm not going to tell you which one because it's just, it's a very controversial issue. So I don't want you thinking, I don't want your thoughts about the documentary and what I'm going to say to be in the middle of it. So the documentary is going to be anonymous, okay? But... I kept thinking and thinking and thinking and then this quote just came to me and I was like, right, the quotes come, the podcast needs to be made. So the quote for today's podcast is, home is where the heart is. And when I bought my apartment with my ex, um, because I'm a lover of quotes, I found some quotes um some like scriptures scripts and I bought some for the apartment I bought one for my bed which was everything happens for a reason and this this quote is just like this quote's just everything to me and that's just for a whole other episode but anyway and I bought another quote which was home is where the heart is and I placed it behind my entrance door and I bought this in 2015, which was quite a pivotal year for me. And when I bought it, I said to myself that home, my home is is with him. Like, he is my home. And I remember actually when I put it up, 
I put it up on the wall and I looked at it and I was like, hmm, home is where the heart is. But why is it that he doesn't feel like home? I want him to be my home, but he doesn't feel like home. That confused me. Didn't say to anyone anything, but it confused me. And then I thought to myself, well, maybe it's because my heart belongs in Egypt and I've never felt complete in the UK after I visited Egypt. So maybe that's why I've bought it. And you know what? Can you imagine? I've only realised tonight... (laughs) You can imagine, seven years later, I've only realised tonight what that quote was telling me. The whole time. The whole time. And I'm bringing this to you right now. So, I'm going to rewind, okay? Because I'm going to tell you the story to how I came to this realisation today. So, many women who come to the Middle East and meet Egyptians will really resonate with what I'm going to say. And many, many women in the world, actually, not just, obviously, I'm, t- I'm specialised, shall I say, in Egyptian love and Arab love. But this happens all around the world. When my mum and dad split up, I, my, my mum and dad were my whole world, okay, they split up when I was 18, I was very much a homely person, okay, um, that was where my unconditional love was, was it was within my family, it was within my home, and when they split up, I, I only realised, um, actually after I'd left my ex-husband, how, I was so traumatised by my mum and dad's stuff and how I didn't deal with it. I bypassed it. And when they split up, I was so broken that it was like I didn't know where my source of love was coming from. The one source I had was gone. And on a level, I was unconsciously going about my my life looking for that love and I feel that so many women do this in general and they do it without them even realizing that they so desperately want a certain love that they can't find and they can't have where they're at and sometimes especially as example if we go through um, breakups or if we go through really hard situations in our life What's the best thing to do? Oh, let's just go away. Let's have a vacation. Let's go on holiday. Let's just be in a in a in a whole new a whole new place just for a week or two. Let's just take you out of this misery. Right? That's what that's what people do. They bypass our they bypass emotions because quite a lot of people they can't handle grief. They can't handle um, when people are in a bad way. So instead of keeping them in it, right, let's just go and make you happy somewhere else without realising that 
the the sadness and the 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 upset is still going to be it's still going to be there when you get back you know so when we're going out to or we're going on holiday to look for some happiness at the back of our minds we're still seeking that love we're still looking for it and unfortunately there are people in this world that take advantage of people like you and me they know that we have big hearts and they know that if they play a certain role and if they pull on a certain heartstring they can pull you in and I watched another documentary. I, I, I do like watching documentaries because I just, I just love viewing things from different people's perspectives. And it's just more wisdom in my wisdom pot. So this documentary was actually called My Muhammad's Different. And it was all around uh, Egyptian men and foreign women in Luxor. And this one man on the documentary... He literally explained it, how I'm explaining it to you now, how women, they have bad problems in their country and then they come to Egypt to be happy. So in this situation, they are in a very vulnerable position. So we as men, we know that if we act in a certain way, they will fall in love with us. And when they fall in love with us, we can take everything that we need from them, i.e. money and a visa. He literally said it black and white and he said it so normally with no expressions or nothing on his face like it's like it's normal like this is this is like everyday life and obviously I understand that from exactly where he was in Egypt and I could see the type of person that he was he was a very close-minded person so he the only way for him to improve himself because he didn't have the power to improve himself he needed a woman to improve him to improve him to help him instead and during that process he had to play a character to pull her in and this is the thing if we are not fully aware of our emotional state at any given point we can view things through the wrong lens so if we've gone through an upset and we are seeking something, if we don't know how to seek it within ourselves, we'll then go and find it in the wrong places. And this is unfortunately what a lot of women do when they meet Arab men. They're seeking love that they don't know how to give themselves. And this is a very... What can I say? This is a very, um, it's, it's quite a dangerous place to be in because this is when people start to take advantage of you because they know that Egyptians, they're not stupid. They're very wise deep down. Most of them, very wise. And to be honest, that's, that's half the reason why I feel like I'm here. I'm, it's like, I'm an old soul, they're an old soul. We completely resonate we love having deep conversations and we just get on like 
half the time when I used to work here, when I used to work in hotels here, I'd literally finish my job. I'd finish my work in two hours and the rest of the day I'd just speak to the staff because I just gained so much wisdom from them. Anyway, that's a complete other story. But they're very, very knowing of what they're doing. So you come in here in a vulnerable position them them playing the character they will then draw you in and they will fulfill and they will give you this love that you are so desperately seeking it's this unconditional love that's what you're looking for you're looking for unconditional love and unfortunately in the middle east it's like their program that they know how to give it to women they know how to act a certain way to be able to fulfill that need that you can't fulfill yourself. And the thing is, once you give the power of needing love from someone else, first of all, you become powerless to that person. That person is your power. This is where the attachment forms. You become attached to that person. So in your mind, on an unconscious level, unconditional love equals that guy. And when you're in that position, you then become, and I don't mean this as it sounds, but you'll become like a donkey. And it's very, someone, a manager that I used to work with, he gave me this analogy and I've never forgot it. Here in Egypt, you have donkeys that take around like all the fruits from the farms and sell it in the streets and stuff. So he's got a carriage behind him and then he has the covers over his eyes so what the donkey's doing the donkey can't see right or left he just keeps going forward and this is this is how you become you just focus on getting love from him getting love from him getting love from him you don't see the warning signs you don't see his weird behavior you actually start to ignore it you start to ignore your own intuition you start to ignore your friends being worried about you and your friends saying right look at this look at that you start to ignore all of that because you just need you need this love so desperately and I read so many posts on so many support groups about this and there's other women who are like how come you didn't see the the warning signs like it's your fault the thing is that these women, unfortunately, don't realise is, number one, no one's perfect. Number two, everyone has their own, their own wounding and their own traumas going on in their own lives. Maybe there's one woman that can see the warning signs completely when it comes to men, yet she doesn't have any self-confidence. Not everyone's perfect. And... I'm kind of the one that's sticking up for the women that do miss the warning signs because I understand why you do because I was in that position myself. I missed the warning signs in my own relationship because I was desiring the love that was gone when my mum and dad split up and I didn't realise that until 10 years later when I left my marriage because literally when I left the marriage everything came 
tumbling down on me every single upset that I'd gone through because this is the thing when you run when you run away from an emotion it will come back and bite you on the arse and it will fucking bite you hard trust me if you don't wake up to the point you know so if you are then so if you're putting in your head that this man equals unconditional love which is what you need you will then start to adapt yourself because you need this person everything you do will be to satisfy him so you'll then forget yourself and this is the biggest lesson that I've learned in my journey is to not put my heart in someone else's hands because if I put my heart in hands that can't be trusted they can take it away just like if you was to put all your stuff in someone else's house. If you was to put all your stuff in someone else's house, you don't have a house to go to because you've abandoned your house and you've put everything in that house. So if you and him go, don't get along, that's his house. He can kick you out at any given point. So then what? You become homeless. And it's the same thing with your heart. If you're giving your heart to him, okay, you're giving your heart to him and he no longer wants it anymore. He's just going to break it and leave it out. This is the most important thing. And growing up, I was very much a people pleaser. I learned that I have to keep everyone, everyone else's happiness is more important than my own. I wore my heart on my sleeve, exactly like you do. And I did everything out of the kindness of my heart, not knowing how to use my heart correctly and actually not knowing how valuable my heart really is and how valuable the love that I give to people really is. I get to define who has my heart and who doesn't. But many of us don't realise that. My younger self never realised that. I have the power to do that and this is the thing when you give your heart to someone and you don't want to lose this safe place you'll then start to become a person that you're not because the thing is when you're with a toxic person a narcissist the person they will then start to change. And when they start to change, you then ask yourself why. And when I went through this process in my own journey, I then started to ask people around me who were actually friends of my ex, by the way. I'd say to them, I'd like, why, why all of a sudden is he like this? Like, I don't understand. He's really angry at me. We've had an argument. He hasn't spoken to me in two days. He's looking at me like I'm a piece of shit. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Why? And they're like, well, you've clearly done something wrong. It's your fault. What have you done to upset him? And then I think to myself and I was like, but I haven't, I haven't done anything. That was always my first answer. I haven't done anything. All I've done is trying to understand or trying to learn. That was always my first answer that I'd say to myself. And then after that, I think, Maybe I have done something wrong. 
if these people are telling me that I've done something wrong, maybe I have done something wrong. So I would ignore what I'd ignore my intuition. I'd ignore ignore the voice inside me, which is our most powerful thing ever. I'd ignore that, and then I'd think, well, maybe, maybe, maybe I, I was wrong. Maybe it is me. So if it is me, then I need to fix me because if I fix me, he will then go back to the person that I met at the very beginning. That was my whole thought process. If I fix me and I become the person who I was when I first met him, then he's going to be the person that he was when I first met him. Golly gosh, was I wrong. Yeah, I went through this process for five years, kept trying to fix me. But the thing is, in the process of fixing me, I was losing myself because I was fixing me to adapt to who he wanted me to be instead of actually being who I am authentically. And this is how most women lose themselves because they're so concerned about the unconditional love and getting that love that they don't actually realise that they're being manipulated and gaslighted and taken advantage of in the process. And this was exactly what this man did in the documentary. In the end, he had this fantastic villa, car, and he even complained that the car wasn't new. It was used, but it was okay. He had all of this, and he did it through messaging a woman on Facebook in America. And she started speaking to him after her husband had died. Can you now see how vulnerable that woman was? she just lost the, the, un, the source of unconditional love in her life. And then a man popped up that offered it and basically took advantage of her vulnerability. Yeah, you can blame him at the same time. But at the, the one thing is, we have the option to say no. We have a voice. But we don't give our power to our voice to use it. This is the point. So in all of this, when you give when you give your heart and you put it in someone else's hands, it's 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 a recipe for disaster. You're going down the toxic route, the unhealthy relationship dynamic. And the thing is, unfortunately, if you've been brought up in a toxic household you will actually believe what you're doing is right because that's what your mum and dad did or that's what you saw your mum doing or that's what you saw your dad doing when you was growing up and this is the thing this is where you need to give yourself compassion and you need to forgive yourself because you're just an innocent person you're an innocent person that's just wanted to be loved and done what she thought she's she's always known and the thing is, what, you, what you've always known doesn't mean that it's right. This is the other thing. And I know this is quite... I go deep, all right? This is very deep. And it could be that you're even shedding a few tears right now because it's really hitting home what's gone on in your life. And I just want you to know that it's okay. It means that you're actually starting to heal and you're actually starting to realise the depths of who you are. And I've realised tonight that 
that quote was telling me everything I always needed to know all along. Home is where the heart is because home is within you. It's within your heart because your heart is where your soul is. That's home. When you create home inside yourself, you become unstoppable. You become the most powerful human being there is because you are all you need. You no longer attach to anyone. You want them instead of need them. That is such a powerful position to be in. Such a powerful position. And it's only tonight that I actually... (laughs) I actually had this realisation that this whole quote was telling me all along. Because not only when my mum and dad split up, I I didn't feel like I had a home anymore. I was unconsciously, not only was I looking for unconditional love, I was looking for a home. So I put all my stuff in my ex-husband's house. On an emotional level. I put all my all my needs and wants in his house. And the thing is, whenever he would leave, or whenever, as example, we'd have arguments and he there was one time that he wanted a car. And I was like, look, it's it's really not the time to buy a car. Like financially, it's really good if we can just keep the money in the bank, just in case something happens, and 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 then he'd be like, then we'd have a huge argument. And then he was like, right, that's it. We're divorced. I'm leaving. At that point, it was like he was kicking me out of my house and breaking my heart all at once. I couldn't deal with it. So at that point, I collapsed. Inside myself, it was literally like I broke. I broke because I was about to lose my home. I was about to lose my the unconditional love I was about to lose everything so at that point what did I do instead of saying do you know what fuck you fuck off which is what I should have done because well I can I can right now because I've healed I've healed the reasons why I felt that way at that point but and I know that I have a voice but back then it was the most heartbroken moment of my life. And because I was told so many times by him that I was hard to be loved and no one else would love me like he loved me. That was a big one. And another huge one was that I'm too fat. People, men won't love me because I'm too fat. I actually started believing them and I believed that because I saw a few other women getting treated badly by their husbands around me, I was like, Do you know what? Maybe maybe this is maybe this is all I deserve. Maybe I, I have been a bad person in my life and this is what God is repaying me with. At that moment that's what I felt. So at that point I would beg him to stay. Beg. I remember one time I was on my hands and knees, like begging, please just stay. Because I felt without him, I was nothing. And at that point, I was then manipulated to say yes 
when I'd originally said no. To allow certain things to go on in my life I didn't accept. Because I just needed to be loved. When in reality, it was teaching me that home and love has been within me all along. It's not outside of me. It's inside of me. And I had to keep going through all these hard situations to learn that. And this is what's going on with you now. Every single situation that you face, every single block, and this was the other huge thing in my marriage, every single thing was a block. Every single thing was a problem. It was like it wasn't supposed to be. But I hadn't learned the lesson yet. So then it was like when the next lesson came, the next argument, it was it was bigger to try and learn the lesson. No, Jade didn't learn the lesson. So then it had to come again, even bigger, even bigger, even bigger, until literally I broke. Because I needed to come back to me. I needed to come back to the love within me. I needed to come back to the home within me. I needed to come back to me. I'd gone so far out to sea that I'd lost I'd lost sight of the shore. I'd lost sight of who I was. In the name of love. When it was in me all along. I just didn't know how to get back to it. That was it. But thankfully, I guided myself back. I guided myself back to loving me. And when I started loving me, I started to find me again. And when I started to find me, I started to connect connect with the depths of me, the depths of my soul, the depths for the reason why I'm here, which has led me to the business that I'm doing now. It's led me to this podcast. It's led me talking to you. It's led me speaking this wisdom. I didn't know that I had all of this inside me. Bloody hell, like, I used to be this... I was saying to my mum today, I used to be this little kitten that never used to speak to anyone. Now look at me. I'm all over social media telling everyone about my life. Like, ooh. But this lesson brought me to this place. And you're probably sitting there thinking, well, why have I gone through all what I've gone through? Because there's a lesson inside it that you need to learn. And you might be also thinking, but why me? Why did I have to go through all of this? But remember, there's two things at play here. You have the kindest heart. And I really need you to own this. You have such a large heart, such a kind heart. You actually have so much love in your heart that it overflows. And there are some people in this world, some not nice people, who have never actually been loved their entire life. And the love that you give them will actually imprint in their life forever. Because it's so powerful. Because this is what I've done. Even though I've been through so much with my ex-husband, for those of you that don't know, I was physically, mentally, emotionally abused in many ways for eight years during my whole marriage. Um, I went through a lot. 
a lot and the amount of threats that I've been through um it's been it's been a lot and I will go into it a lot deeper in this podcast when the time's right um even having threats that I was going to have acid thrown in my face um many things yet deep down he was also an innocent child looking for love he just did it in the wrong way and I forgive him for that at the point that I'm at now in my healing journey right now I can honestly say I forgive him for everything that he's done to me because I don't want I don't want that large weight of of power I don't want him to have that power over me that he did all of that to me he did all that to me and I forgive him I forgive him because I know that he he wasn't shown what true love was I had I had the privilege to know what true love was as a child growing up. He didn't. And the fact that I was able to give him a small piece of of the love that I have within my heart, like I I feel very honored that I did that. But now I know who to give my love to. Now I know how to use my heart. I didn't before. And it's just it's just very um what's the word like people have just been privileged that they've had access to my heart without me even realizing you know and that that's that's a powerful place to be in and that's how I want you to view what you've been through that these people needed it the most trust me there are some very damaged souls in this world and people like you and me have such a particular pure love that this love this world actually needs more of it to be honest and this is why I do this work because people like you and me who are very deep souls we need to find ourselves again and we need to shine that light out we need to bring this love in all of our love that we have in our hearts we need to bring it into this world now it's time And this is what my mentorship is there for. My journey is testimony to the work that I do. So if if I inspire you in any way or any of my journey does or you want to become who I am, you want to be able to do what I've done this is why this mentorship is here. It's here for me to take you on that journey to reconnect with yourself again, to find yourself again, to reconnect with the depths of your soul and ignite that unconditional love with inside yourself. Self-love, honestly, is the, the truest love that you will ever get. And the thing is, when you when you get to the point of having the realization that your marriage is what it is and you are in a toxic 
situation and you want to get yourself out of it, this is where the trickiness comes in. Because you then start to become who you want to be. But that doesn't fit the mould and it doesn't fit the box that the toxic man in your life has put you in. So every time you start to get up, he will push you back down again. And my mentorship specifically, depending, I can, as I've said in previous podcasts, I can take you at any journey and any place within the journey and get you to where I am now. And I've done a lot of work with women who have actually still been in the situation. They've still been in the toxic marriage. They've still been in the toxic relationship. And I've been able to build them up while in it and then building them up to the point that they can then walk away and leave. Because as he was knocking her down, I was putting her straight back up again, putting her straight back up again every single time. I was the backbone And while I was her backbone, she was finding herself because I was guiding her to the places where to go. This is the thing. I will not do the work for you. I will just tell you where to go and you'll do the work yourself. This is how empowering my mentorship is. It's not me telling you. It's me giving you the tools to be able to get there. So at any point in your journey, after you work with me, the tools that I give you, you can use for for life. You can always find your way back home, no matter how how far from the shore you swim, you can always get back. And trust me, I have been, even though I've been on this journey for three years, I've swam a little bit too far at times, but I've always got myself back, always. And this is what my tools in my mentorship do. So yeah, after all of that, that was my realisation tonight, that the quote was telling me everything all along. Can you imagine? <laughs> Seven years later, I've finally realised and I have officially learned the lesson. Tick off the list. Check me out. Anyway, I'm going to wrap up today's episode. Ah, oh, and before I forget, I still have my giveaway um, for the um, for the launch of this podcast. So um, please take a screenshot if you're listening to this, upload it to your show, upload it to your socials and tag me. Um, That would be amazing. If you know of any other beautiful soul out there that could really um, do with my words of wisdom and who would really um, appreciate my help along her journey, please share it. I would really, really appreciate it. If you know any Facebook groups or anything like that, share, share, share. Um, and the prizes for the giveaway are, uh, my self-care routine, my signature self-care routine, my care teen package. Um, that is actually what I did when I very first began my journey of finding myself, um, it's a little package of little um, self-care and self-care and self-love um, things to do. So I really love that. So that's up for grabs. And also there is a 90 minute heart to heart session. And in this session, it will be 90 minutes one on one with me where we will dive deep into a certain obstacle that you are facing in your journey. And I will provide you with a roadmap along with an integration assignment to help you where you're at so these two are up for grabs 
Um, so for your chance of winning, get sharing, get following the podcast. And yeah, I'm going to love you and leave you now. All my love as always. And I will see you on the next episode.